you can't just lie and cheat and break the rules you don't like. You are talking about the nonsensical ravings of a lunatic mind. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then, hello, 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 and welcome back. This is Storytime, and I am GamerDude. Glad to have you with us for another episode of Storytime. Today's stories are about manners. I know, it's a weird topic for an episode of Storytime, isn't it? When are you going to tell stories about man? What, what kind of stories do you have about manners? But you know what? Manners are super important in this world, and in the, the times that we live, they're a missing commodity, in my opinion. And the reason that I have stories about manners is because when I was brought up, we were taught manners on an everyday basis. We were taught how to behave. We were taught how to be good human beings, not not good people or bad people, just how to be polite people growing up in society. And that's something that seems to be sadly lacking. And so this is going to be part stories and part, okay, part rant. I'll, I'll, I'll admit it. It's part of a rant today. There's a rant about people not knowing how to behave. And I think that's because of the way people parent now versus how they parented when I was a kid. Now, one of the most important things about manners is that the little things matter. You don't think that they do, but they really do. They make people view you differently. You're received differently when you're talking to people if you're a polite, mannerly person. And these things are ingrained in you from the beginning. And one of the reasons that I wanted to talk about it is I know that I have a bunch of younger folks who listen to the podcast. This is something that you should not only adopt for yourself, but also pass on to your kids. Maybe we have a generation of folks who don't know how to quote unquote behave, but that doesn't mean we can't change it. And I'm sorry if I sound like the old guy, get off my lawn, you nasty kids. I don't mean to sound that way, but this is an observation that I make every day. And I go back to my childhood because this is where I learned how to behave in society. And we should all behave this way. Just a little civility, just a little politeness makes a difference. For instance, when you ask for something, say please. I can't remember how many times my mother told me, what do you say? And you always say, please, may I have that? Would you mind getting that for me, please? It's just a simple little word, but it makes all of the difference to a lot of people. And the corollary to please is what? Thank you. When somebody gives you something, say thank you. It's a simple little gesture, but how many people don't do that? But boy, was that drilled into me as a kid. What do you say? If my mom gives me something, or my brother gives me something, or my sister gives me something, my mother would stand there in the hallway with her arms crossed and say, what do you say? And of course we had to say thank you. And if we didn't say thank you, we got sent to our rooms. We were in trouble if we didn't say thank you when we were supposed to say thank you. Now, we weren't beaten. Maybe some people were. We weren't beaten, but we were sent to our rooms and we had to think about what we were supposed to say. When somebody did something nice for us, what do you say? You say thank you. It's a simple little gesture. And it's lost these days more often than not. I mean, I can't tell you how many times that I go into a store and the people working there don't say please or thank you. And the people in line, if I let somebody cut through the line so that they can get from one side of the store to the other, a little thank you would be nice. 
I'm just saying. I say it all the time. The part of please and thank you that is sometimes lost is excuse me. If you're cutting through a line, if you're getting a seat at the table, if somebody gives up, gives up a little bit of their turf for you to get through a passageway, as you're going through, just a simple, excuse me, it's again a polite phrase. But how many people go barreling through because they were never taught, excuse me? My mother, my father would say, what do you say? If somebody steps out of the way and lets you pass through, excuse me, sorry. Same if you're burping or sneezing. Oh my God, if I didn't say excuse me after a burp or a sneeze or a cough, goodness gracious, I would never hear the end of it. What, what, were you raised in a barn, young man? What do you say after you sneeze? Excuse me? It's simple. It's basic. But boy, it was drilled into us from a young age. Please, thank you, and excuse me. Basic tools of manners and being polite. And we had them all of the time. Now, from please and thank you, there's, there's a bigger toolkit out there beyond please, thank you, and excuse me. The toolkit is kind of characterized, I guess, best as behaviors. And these were ingrained in us as well. One of the behaviors was don't interrupt when somebody's talking unless it's an emergency. That was always thrown in. If the house is on fire, you can interrupt me. If the dog is running into traffic, you can interrupt me. But anything beyond an emergency... You didn't interrupt conversations. That was, that was the stink eye that my mother developed. That was the, the evil look that she gave you if you interrupted a conversation you weren't supposed to jump in on. Oh, oh, you did not want to go home with mom if you were interrupting her while she was talking to grandma. Mm-mm-mm, you were in trouble. Oh, that's where the phrase, excuse me, comes into play. See how the manners tie together? If you need to interrupt somebody, if it is that emergency, throw in that excuse me. It can get you through a lot of trouble. Excuse me, mom. This is important. We didn't just go barging in, especially if mom was talking to grandma or if mom was talking to dad or if dad was on the phone to somebody. If you said excuse me first, at least you paved a little path for yourself so that you would have an excuse. Dad, I said, excuse me. But if you didn't say, excuse me, any interruption was cause for trouble and more time in the room sitting there thinking about what we'd done. One of the other things that mom told us, and this is something that was in my momisms episode, is if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And you know what that is? That's, that's keeping your opinions to yourself. You know, you can think anything you want, but my mom made it clear, if you didn't have anything nice to say, don't say anything. You know, that's part of mannerly behavior. That's being polite. If you don't like what somebody's wearing, if you don't like their cologne, shut up. Nobody cares what you dislike. Keep your negative opinions to yourself. If worse comes to worse, Share your negative opinion with your brother or your sister or a really close friend who you know isn't going to go rat you out. But, you know, you don't go up to somebody and say, Oh, what are you thinking with that shirt? If it's a friend and you're joking, that's a totally different thing. Or if you can joke with somebody like that. But going up to a random stranger or a coworker and you say, Dude, what's up with that tie? Shut up. And we learned that early, too. We didn't say nasty things to each other. We, weren't, we were taught, 
keep your negativity to yourself. Nobody cares. Now, in this day and age, there's this trumpeting of, well, I'm just being honest. Uh, no, you're, you're being mean, and you're being a bit of a dick when you do that kind of thing. You do not have to be honest all of the time. Honesty, for the sake of saying something icky or mean or nasty, is not honesty. It's just mean. And we were taught at a young age, don't be mean. Keep your negativity to yourself. That's another aspect of being a polite person in society. And the corollary to that is keep your comments about the way people look, people's physical characteristics to yourself, unless it's a compliment. I mean, a a compliment, as long as it's just a nice compliment and not a pickup line, is okay. And really, you know the difference between a compliment and an attempted pickup line. It's okay to be complimentary. It's not okay to be derogatory. My mom would teach us that. When you see grandma, make sure you compliment her on her hair. Why, grandma, I love the way you did your hair today. That's okay. Saying, grandma, why is your hair blue again? That's not. My grandma, you should really push away from the table a little bit next time. That's not good. That's not a complimentary thing to say, and it's not appropriate. So just keep your nasty negative thoughts and your nasty negative characterizations to yourself. Another polite thing to do is respond to people when they ask you things, but in a nice way. When people ask you how you are, it's polite to say, I'm fine and how are you? You can also say, I'm having a rough day, hope yours is going better. You don't have to give them a life story, you don't have to comment on everything going on in your world, but polite behavior demands a response. When somebody asks, how are you? You tell them, I'm fine, or I'm having a rough day, or not so good. But you don't have to go into more detail than that. Polite responses are okay. Now, politeness also goes to your interactions with other people. And I grew up with this, and I have this vivid memory from when I was a kid about one of the rudest things that I ever did, and it has haunted me to this day, and I, to this day, don't have an explanation for it. And I'll tell you about it in a second. But the polite behavior is when you're over at a friend's house, when you leave, remember to thank your friend and your friend's parents for having you over. It's just a simple thing that goes back to the original three tools that I gave you. Thank you for having me over. It's a thank you. It's recognizing that somebody extended themselves on your behalf. So you thank them for it. Thanks for having me over. I can't tell you the number of times that These days, friends of my kids don't say thank you. They don't even say goodbye, let alone thank you. They'll walk out the door and disappear, and I don't even know they're gone. And that's just crazy to me, because when I was growing up, if we didn't say, thank you, Mrs. Smith, I had a wonderful time. That's what you say when you leave somebody's house. It's just a nice, polite thing to do. Even if you had no interaction with the parents at all, we were required to say thank you. Now, I was over at a friend's house once. I'm going to change the names because I don't want to embarrass them or me any more than I'm going to by the telling of the story. But I was over at a friend's house and we were in the kitchen. And I don't know what came over me, but the kitchen curtains didn't look right to me. So, so I adjusted them. And I can see myself in my mind's eye doing that. The kitchen curtains were not centered the way I thought they should be centered. So as my friend is talking to his mom, I'm busy adjusting the curtains. 
What possessed me to do that? I, I have no idea. My mother would have curled up and died if she saw me doing that. And after I did it, I said, what am I thinking? Now, I couldn't have been more than 10 years old, maybe 11. But it, it haunts me to this day. I still remember seeing myself do it. And I knew better than that. And you don't go into somebody's house and move things around and adjust the pillows and adjust the curtains. That's not something you do. You're in a friend's house. They're hosting you. You're having a, a, a muffin or a cookie or a glass of juice or whatever. You go in, you say thank you, and you get the hell out. You don't go around redecorating. And that's another corollary to that thank people for having you over and get out. You don't adjust things because you don't think that they're right. And to this day, I never told my mom that story. I hope to God that Mrs. Smith never told my mom that story. I never heard about it again, but I remember it to this day. And I also remember Mrs. Smith, after I left the kitchen, going back and readjusting her curtains the way she wanted them. But that's another polite thing to do is just leave things alone if you're visiting somebody's house. And going back to the original comments, if you don't like the decor, shut up. Nobody cares. It's not your house. You can say, wow, I love the way this place looks. Or I like the country look. You could even go as far as saying, I never thought neon would appeal to me as much as it does, depending on the circumstances. But you don't go redecorate. You don't bring a paint can over unless you're helping them repaint. You just say, lovely house you have. Thank you for having me over. Now I'm going through these manners kind of as a stream of consciousness thing. So if it sounds a little disjointed, it, it is. I have an outline of the things that I grew up with. And there's no particular order to them because learning manners as a kid, it was not it was not a class that we attended. Mom and dad didn't sit us down every day and say, okay, today we're going to learn thank yous. And as an extension of thank yous, we're going to practice writing thank you notes. By the way, were thank you notes the bane of your existence the way they were mine? Part of saying thank you included writing thank you notes. Oh my God, I hated writing thank you notes so much. After every holiday, after every birthday, after every occasion, Mom had us writing thank you notes, and oh, I hated that. But I did it because there were no privileges until your thank you notes were done. So yes, I wrote thank you notes. But I digress a little. My, my point was that these, these mannerly behaviors are not in any particular order of importance. They're not in any particular sequence. It's as they occur to me because that's how they were taught to me as the situations arose. And that's how you teach manners. You teach them consistently. You teach them every time the situation arises so that your, your children or you learn to do the behavior at the appropriate time. You learn it that way because you're not always going to be in a situation where please happens every day or thank you happens every day. I mean, it really kind of does. But your parents aren't going to be there every time you have to remember to say please so that's why you teach it at every opportunity. You're not going to be with your parents every time you're at a friend's house. So you, so you have to remember, I got to remember to say thank you. And that's because your parents have taught you that from the very beginning. And that's why manners is an ongoing process every day, repetitive behavior, doing the right thing, doing the appropriate thing, doing the polite thing at the time you're supposed to do it. 
like answering the phone. You don't answer the phone every day. And these days, it's a very different answering the phone process than it was when I was a kid. Because these days, everybody has their own phone. So most people have a phone with a directory in there, a picture will pop up of who's calling. So you don't have to identify yourself. You don't ask, you don't have to ask, who is it? Because you can usually tell with caller ID, it's a very easy proposition to determine who's calling you. And people are dialing you directly so they know that you should have them pop up on your phone unless it's a stranger. And that's where this is an important thing that we learned as a kid. When we made a phone call as a child, we would have to introduce ourselves. So I would say, hi, it's Gamer Dude. I'd like to speak to 5-0. Is 5-0 available? That's what you do. That's how you handled yourself on the phone. Now, these days, that behavior still translates because, believe it or not, not everybody has you in their phone. So when you call up somebody and you go, hi, and leave it at that, they have no idea who's calling. I recognize voices sometimes, most of the time not. So you call up and you say, hi, it's Stan. Even that may not be enough. They might know three Stans. So when you call somebody up, don't assume that you're in their phone. Call up, introduce yourself. Hi, it's Stan from the gym. How you doing? Just wanted to touch base with you. That's how you make that polite gesture these days. In the olden days, it was much more mandatory for you to introduce yourself because we didn't have caller ID. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have pictures pop up. The whole family had the same phone number. So if you're calling Stan or Frank or Tom or Betty, you had to ask for that person because they all had the same phone number. So we learned to do that. And that behavior still applies today because when you're calling somebody new who you've never called before, it is so helpful and polite to introduce yourself and say, hi, it's me. I know that's a weird little thing to think about, but I can't tell you the number of times that my cell phone will ring and the number pops up. I don't know who it is. I don't recognize the number. It's got an out of state area code. And then I pick it up and they say, hi. Okay. Hi back. Who is this? And I do get annoyed. I probably shouldn't, but I do get annoyed. It's like, oh, dude, don't waste my time. Who is this? So it's an important little polite habit to have. And I'm glad that I learned it because when I call people up to this day, I say, hi, it's Gamer Dude. Now, this mannerly behavior goes back to my, uh, my episode about momisms and cursing. And this is partly why I don't curse as much as other people do, because I was taught never use foul language in front of adults. Well, actually, I was taught never use foul language, period. The theory is it's disrespectful. And it really kind of is. I, I never used foul language. Even as an adult, I never cursed in front of my parents. I just never did. I just never did. My mother would curse in front of me occasionally. She would, as I said in that other episode, she would spell out S-H-I-T and she would use the H-E-L-L. But that was about it. My father never had any, <laughs> had any filter at all. But the, the reverse was not true. If, as a child, I used any of the language, even spelling it out in front of my parents, <laughs> let me tell you, we were in trouble. So, just as a point of polite behavior, even as adults, even though everybody around you is cursing like a sailor, I still find it 
much easier for me to just not use foul language. It's not really polite language. And people say, what's the point of being polite? You know, people treat you differently if you're polite. So be polite. Have some manners. Show some respect. And using regular, everyday, dang it kind of curse words instead of cursing like you just fell off a naval ship is probably a better way to go. Along those same lines, and this is another thing that came from daily use because I I had a brother and a sister and we would occasionally call each other names and we were taught, don't call people names. Just don't. And really, why would you? I mean, in, in conversation these days, how many times do you find yourself saying, oh, what an asshole that guy is? A lot. But I learned, and one of the reasons that it's hard for me to do it to this day is because we learned not to call names. It's just not polite. The roughest, pe- the roughest name I could get away with as a kid was, oh, don't be a jerk. That was about it. And even these days, that's about as extreme as I get. Okay, when I'm driving in the car by myself and some asshole cuts me off, I will call him that. But for the most part... I just tend to stay away from calling people names because that's how I was brought up. Don't call names. And along the same lines, don't make fun of people for any reason. It's just not polite. Not only is it not polite, it's mean. And there's no reason to be mean because being mean is, again, not polite. And it gets you nowhere. So don't be mean. Now, there's other mannerly polite things that we learned uh, that that also seem to be lost these days. One of them is just learning how to behave in, in, in public. And I don't mean don't act like a fool. That, that seems to be out the window. But let's say you have to go to a concert or a theater or the movies. We were taught sit quietly and behave. Part of this came when I had to go to my sister's concert or my brother's concert or my sister's baseball game. I could not care less. But we were taught sit quietly, and pretend that you're interested. Even if you're not, it's polite to show respect to the people that you know who are in the performance. So if it's your brother or your aunt or your mother or whatever the situation is, sit there quietly and make like you're enjoying things. That's the right thing to do. It's the polite thing to do. And the people who are there performing for you will appreciate that. And really, that's what you're there for. You're supporting somebody who you know. And so you want them to know that you're supporting them, not being a dick about it and fidgeting and and working on your Candy Crush game or farming things in Farmville. Just pay attention to somebody you're there to support. And this extends to movies as well. There are other people in the movie theater. So sit there quietly and watch the movie. If you don't want to watch the movie, don't go to the movie. Or go out in the lobby or go do something else. But if you're at a movie theater, sit there quietly. We were taught that. If we fidgeted, oh boy, would we hear about it. Fidgeting, no, you couldn't fidget in the movies. You couldn't, you had to sit still. We didn't have snacks because my dad didn't want us making noise. We didn't have popcorn. We didn't have drinks. We didn't have, we were there for the movie. If we were there to eat, we were in the wrong place. Dad would take us to dinner someplace else. 
but we didn't have snacks. We didn't have drinks. We paid attention to the movie. And God forbid that somebody came up behind us and opened a package while my dad was trying to watch a movie. Good Lord. No. You did not rattle wrappers. You did not crunch popcorn. You did not slurp in cups. No. Not only was it impolite, but it was rude. And if you were called rude, that's, oh my goodness, you might as well just book your passage to hell because nobody wanted to be taken as rude, not in my family. But that's mannerly behavior that you can adopt today, and you should, because how many people can really sit through a movie anymore? They actually have to have messages that say, don't text while the movie's on. Please put your phone on silent. People don't consider other people. And really, that's the point of manners, isn't it? It's considering other people. And isn't that what polite society is supposed to be about? Taking account not only for yourself and your own comfort, but for the comfort of everybody around you. And that's what manners and being polite is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about conducting yourself as a human being in a civil society, not upsetting people around you, not making other people uncomfortable, because it costs you nothing to do that. That's what my parents taught me. Being nice, being polite, saying please, thank you, excuse me. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that at all. At all. If nothing else, just remember those three tools. Please, thank you, excuse me. Even if that's all you take away from this podcast, I will consider it a success. It was beaten to me as a child. I'm going to pass it on to you, and I hope you adopt that behavior. (laughs) It's very important, and it's very simple. So just do it. Really, seriously. Trust me on this one. Trust me on this one. When you go on a date and you say, please, thank you, and excuse me, your date will fall off his or her chair because such politeness is so rare these days, and I think that we should bring it back. Now, I've got a few more, and as you can tell, I could go for a while on manners because my parents, it was very important to my parents that we were behaving properly, that we were good people, that we knew how to live in a civilized society. So all of this stuff is, it's like second nature to me. And it still amazes me when people don't act the same way I do, just not not think the way that I think, but behave in a polite and mannerly fashion. It just amazes me that not everybody had to do what I did. Simple things, covering your mouth when you cough, covering your mouth when you sneeze, don't pick your nose in public. These are important things, but too many people don't do the simple things. Sitting at a table, sitting upright at a table while you're eating, using the proper utensils. You don't stab a piece of meat with your knife and feed yourself with it. It's just not done, but I've seen it done. You're not supposed to do it, but people do do it. I've seen it. How about napkins? Do you use your napkin? Oh, I use mine. Good Lord, I learned how to use mine. Put it on your lap. Don't tuck it in your shirt. Have it spread across your lap. Why, Mom? Why? Because in case you drop something, I'm not going to drop something. I don't care if you're not going to drop something. Put that in your lap and leave it there. That's how we learn to use napkins. And don't wipe your mouth on your sleeve or the back of your hand or on the tablecloth, God forbid. That's what the napkin is for. Don't reach for things at the table. My mother called it the boarding house reach. I had no idea what a boarding house was, 
My mother had to explain it to me. Back in the olden days, there'd be multiple people living in one particular house. And if you watch some of the old movies, you see this. And people would gather around the table and the person who owned the house would make the dinner. And then instead of asking your neighbor to pass you something, you would reach across the table and grab the potatoes or the green beans or the steak or whatever it was, rather than say, please pass the potatoes. See, it comes back. Please pass the potatoes. And when they do, what do you say? Thank you. But we were taught the boarding house reach is rude. And you don't want to be rude. The boarding house reach would be when you'd stand up at the table, reach across, and grab the potatoes from in front of whoever they were in front of. That's inappropriate. Please pass the potatoes. Thank you. That basic toolkit that I gave you at the beginning applies everywhere. Everywhere. Those three simple little building blocks have a wide use. And I learned that from an early age. So I didn't mean to go off on quite, quite so extensive a rant. But this stuff matters. I'm telling you, polite behavior makes a difference. Being a civilized human being in today's world, while you may be lighting a single candle against the darkness... It's important. People respect you a little bit more if you say please and thank you. People appreciate it when you show them that you're a nice person. Now, being a nice person doesn't mean you're going to let people walk all over you. It doesn't mean that you're going to let people take advantage of you. It doesn't mean that you're anything but a polite person. Because I'll still stand up for myself if push comes to shove. But by saying excuse me, sometimes push doesn't come to shove. By saying excuse me, the person who I'm sneaking past or cutting through or passing may not be as offended as if I go barreling through like I own the sidewalk. And that's why being polite and mannerly is important. So I'm sorry for going off on a rant. (laughs) As you can tell, I could go on and on and on because I I have a long list. We didn't even cover dating We didn't cover office behavior. We just covered the basics. And look how long we've gone. So we'll see how well this podcast episode is received. (laughs) People are going to say, oh, that gamer dude, he really is a cranky SOB, isn't he? And they'll be right. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening to yet another episode of Storytime. I do appreciate your support. We'll do it again next time. And until next time, you take care of yourselves. And I'll see you when I see you.